Podcast. This is episode four, and I am your host, Al Beldi. And I am your co-host, Ria Haley. Thank you for joining us. On this episode, we talk about enlightenment, young souls, old souls, kindness, and a few other interesting things. So if you're up for a fascinating conversation, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. through so much and they you know their their lives were like extremely difficult and you look back on their lives and you're like oh my god I know if I could have gone through that and yet for some reason they've turned their life around and they've become this model of of accomplishment and and like this amazing person who's helping others and uh, you know become greatly successful in some way or another and and um you know we kind of had a a little bit of a chat about the the people I, I don't know I think I made a comment about how if your life was was horrible and miserable and miserable and difficult for you know a, a large chunk of your life or whatever you kind of have two options you can either take that and learn from it and never ever let that happen to anybody else or you could take that as a something that um, you know you feel was dealt to you and it's not fair and darn it all you're going to make sure everybody else suffers for the same you know because you never had a good life so why should anyone else have a good life Mm -hmm. you know and we were kind of chatting about that and I was kind of throwing and I don't know if I was channeling or something like that but I came out with a an interesting theory where which we kind of heard a little bit about in um I think it was a book or something we were reading about um this spirituality and 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 the um, human soul and they're saying something about how every human being or actually every sentient being I think they said on earth um, well it wouldn't be sentient well I don't know is is an animal considered a sentient being I guess it would because it it anyway doesn't really matter any animal or, or human being or whatever on the earth is piece like a little chunk of the creator or the universe and it's come down here on earth to figure itself out or figure something out Mm -hmm. or experience something so that it can add to its you know experiences and its knowledge i guess if you want or something along those lines yeah it was the disappearance of the universe that was the book that's what it was yeah Really interesting book, by the way, The Disappearance of the Universe. It was very, very interesting because it kind of has that theory where we're we're all inside the matrix kind of thing almost, right? And it yeah, it definitely made my head uh, hurt. It, <laughs> it stretched me in ways I was not expecting. So it to me, it felt really uncomfortable to read this book and to ponder... Uh, some of the theories it was suggesting. And I think at the end of it, when we were done reading it, I think I asked you what you thought of it and you told me and I said, I'm just going to chalk it up to an interesting book and and leave it. I'm not going to buy into any of the theories. Um, It's just too far out there for me. Um, Couldn't wrap my mind around it. And I I had 
you know, kind of put on the back shelf. But it's been a few years since then. And I found myself unknowingly going back to some of those um, theories that the book discussed, which is one of them was what you were saying, that we're all here, uh, we're all a, a small piece of a greater whole, and we're here to experience and learn and grow. Um, and I now find myself more leaning towards that theory. Yeah. And the other day, um, when we were getting ready to go to bed or whatever, we were talking about um, something along the, the same lines. And we were just saying that, um, you know, some people, you've probably heard someone say, oh, that person's an old soul or whatever. Mm. And so, um, you know, some religions believe in reincarnation where mm-hmm. you're you come back as a as something else in, mm-hmm. in another life and so w- people would say well if i if i was in a previous life or whatever then how come i don't remember anything right but some people do remember like i've done past life regression because i you know i i grew up with the, with the belief that yeah reincarnation does happen um because my family believed in it you know, but I but I was still on the fence with it. But I did a past life regression, a couple of them actually, with a really well known um, therapist in Calgary. Actually, she, she teaches at U of C. Her name is Beth Hedva, and um, that was really interesting because I actually recalled several lifetimes and going in and out of those lifetimes. So that was really moving. But I'm sure you know, just do some research. There are, there's lots of well-documented stories of people who do remember their past lives. And um, there was one famous case, I can't remember if it was in India or not, but the boy, um, when he was about, you know, early teens, went back and confronted the person that murdered him in his previous life. Wow. Yeah, so it was quite, quite remarkable. And he even had the birthmark of, in, in this lifetime, he had the birthmark of where he was shot wow. in his previous life. And um, I don't know if the person was convicted or not, but he, but he he even led people to where his previous body was buried. Wow. So, you know, that kind of made me more of a believer. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting, um, interesting things out there, I think, that we really don't know as much as we think that we know. Yeah, yeah. But but on the on the topic of old souls and young souls, we were talking about how if a person was um, you know gone through a really horrible life and they ended up going through this life being horrible to everybody else, mm. that they were likely a young soul, like yeah. a very very young soul, because yeah. they haven't got an open mind. They're not interested in learning from their mistakes or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They blame everybody else in the in the world and for, for everything that happens to them. Yeah, um, it's an excuse. It's a yeah. very convenient excuse. Yeah, and what twigged me on that was kids. Because um, kids don't have the, the intellect or the experience in life to be able to look at something objectively, right? They just feel like something is being done to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I was thinking to myself, if you're like in your 40s or something or your 50s and you still blame everything else on like everything that happens to you on somebody else, then you must be a young soul. You don't have the experience of lifetimes to be able to look look at something and go, 
wow, I'm causing my reality. Mm-hmm. Everything that I do is is causing the situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people talk about, like, if you ever watched The Secret um, or or you listen to some of those, you know, spirituality people that come up with all these, uh, you know, believe in yourself and 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 learn that you can control your reality and stuff like that um if you look at that stuff and you and you really take it to heart and you start to look back on your life you realize that there in in everything that's happened in your life you had a role to play in it mm-hmm. right and you know people immediately jump on especially people that have obviously young souls or, or, or closed minds or whatever, they jump on that right away and they go, I never, I never told my boss to be a jackass to me or I never, mm. you know, uh, made that um, man rape me or I never, you know, whatever. Um, but um, in reality, there's situations that, that, that have occurred throughout your life that put you in that position that, um, uh, that that could have been a totally different way if you had acted or done on a different different thing or mm. knew different people or hung around in different circles or or um, had, had a different, a different job or had a different perspective or didn't go you know to that specific place at that specific time or whatever like there's always a um uh, something if you think if you and this is the thing that's really hard to do and i don't know you know if it's if it's an old soul skill or something like that, but being able to step back and look at things from from that different perspective, where where you pull all your emotions out of it and you and you sit back and you look at it and you go, hmm, that's kind of interesting, you know. To be able to look at something and go, you know, if that didn't happen, then this never would have happened, and if that didn't happen, this never would happen, mm. you know, you know, like that. Um, you know, it's it's so simple. Like if 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 your dad never met your mom you wouldn't exist Mm -hmm. like these there's things that happen in life that lead to other things and so just sitting there and going oh well it's their fault or this happened because of these people are just disgusting people or that happened because that person is so selfish and they don't think of anybody but themselves you're basically projecting everything in the world that you directly had something to do with in some way you're just projecting it on everybody else so that you can be blame free and feel good about yourself well it's also it's also the the position of being powerless right and position of being a victim because um i mean let's be honest here and i'm speaking for myself like it's when i was in that victim mode um you know, I gained positive things from it. I gained support from my family that I wouldn't have otherwise received. I gained, um, you know, empathy from people. Um, you know, I and I felt like uh, I was important, right? And and that was a very hard thing for me to um, come face to face with, because I had so many struggles and. I, I was really entrenched in that victimhood of, you know, I'm the poor, innocent person um, that's being picked on, bullied, terrorized by somebody else. And it was only when I was able to look at my role in that and go, okay, well, what am I gaining by being in this role? And, and how would I like to gain these things? Because it didn't feel good. Like I would rather be... Um, 
supported just for being me, not because I'm going through hell, you mm -hmm. know, um, and love just for being me. Um, I was, I was finally then able to switch things around and go, you know what? I've learned everything I can learn from playing this role. I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. Now I want to explore, um, uh, what it's like to experience life from a power of, from a position of power, self-empowerment, um, self-understanding and so on. So, you know, it, like I said, it was very hard because I wanted to blame myself. I was disgusted with myself, but then I had to step out of that and go, okay, let's not, let's not attach blame or judgment because that's just perpetuating the problem. Yeah. You're either blaming somebody else or you're blaming yourself. And right. Instead of focusing on what you've learned and what you can do now going forward, yeah. you're busy sitting there trying to explain why it was someone's fault, whether it's yours or somebody else's or the dog's or whatever. Like somebody did something that right. made this happen. Right. Well, let's put that aside and, and think about what you've learned and what, how you've grown because of that experience. Right. But then, but then, you know, like, let's be honest, how many kids nowadays are being taught to look at things from different perspectives? Like I wasn't growing up and you weren't right. And as a matter of fact, I was raised by parents who, who, um, you know, for their own reasons, probably insecurity and low self-worth like blaming other people and like to think that, you know, they're better than some people, um, yeah. So, you know, that, that was modeled. So how, like how many kids are actually taught to consider things from the perspective of the bully or the perspective of the teacher or, or someone else's perspective, you know, like oftentimes when, um, our daughter comes in angry about something or somebody that did something wronged her in some way at school, I try to gently get her to, um, explore other possibilities as to why they might be acting that way. And sometimes it works. And other times she's just like, you know, just really enjoying being angry and feeling that she's right and the other person is wrong. And, and that's fine. That's part of the growth. Like, you, you know, lead a horse to water kind of thing, but mm -hmm. can't force them to drink. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I think that, that when, when I look at someone like you who and, and the stuff that you've been through in your life and how you were able to get through it and grow from it. Like you've grown in the, even just in the time that I've known you, you've grown so much. Like you're, you're practically a completely different person. Oh yeah, for sure. From when I met you. And, um, you know, in your experience, obviously it's so much more wonderful being enlightened and, and, and learning from your mistake, your, past and, and the things that have happened to you but but if you think back to the way you were like say right after you left your your ex-husband until today think about how your mind worked back then and how your mind works today um it was it was a long journey mm. and it was painful in in many mm. aspects but now that you look back on it do you feel some aspect of that? Do you feel kind of like, I feel really stupid for thinking that way back then? Oh, or, God, you know? yeah. I, I often slap myself in the face going, what was I thinking? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could I really have thought that way? Could I really have made those decisions? Um, but again, it, it's, it's it, forgiving yourself, too, and understanding that just like you're not supposed to judge other people, 
for you know where they're at in their journey you can't judge yourself either and and i don't consider myself enlightened in any way shape or form um more aware yes um more curious yes more understanding more forgiving less judgmental for sure um but there's still a lot that i want to work on a lot and i don't think anyone can really achieve enlightenment i maybe when they do they just vanish like poof they're gone you know like and they're no longer on this earth which i've read some weird stuff about that actually um yeah but so anyways can you imagine sitting in a starbucks and you see some person sitting at a laptop and they're just kind of like do 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 and then all of a sudden they look off in the distance and go have this look on their face like Oh, and just disappear. Wow. And then poof, they just disappear. Yeah. And you're like, well, they got lightened. Yeah. Well, I don't think they would do that if they were on a laptop. <laughs> and then in a Starbucks, maybe walking down the street or something. I don't know. Well, you know what? If you ever read the biography of Steve Jobs, yeah, they they a lot of people say that's what happened to him at the very end. Because after just at the moment that he died, yeah, he all of a sudden just stared straight ahead. And I think he said, wow, or something. And then that was it. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, like that, just that thought. Yeah. What a way to go. What a way to go. It's like, it's like he just achieved enlightenment at that moment and boom, he was gone. Like, it just fascinates me. That one aspect, like Steve Jobs' entire life is very fascinating. Mm. You know, I mean, he spent, you know, a long time in the mountains studying, I think, Buddhism or something. Mm. Like he was really an unenlightened uh person who's got a very young soul would look at him and go whoa you know like voodoo mumbo jumbo you know hippie you know you know tree hugger whatever kind of stuff like like people who i think people who are young souls and stuff like that are very judgmental and and that kind of thing but uh yeah he was an he was a very interesting person mm. and uh and that that really fascinates me you know mm. and and on you know you don't consider yourself enlightened maybe not maybe you haven't achieved the the peak of enlightenment but you're definitely an enlightened soul because i can see that and i've known you for a long time now mm-hmm. and, and i've seen your growth and the things that you've accomplished and i think that um there's there's definitely some enlightenment there even if it's mm you know if you want to consider it early stages or something like that it's still there yeah and um cool thanks yeah Yeah. no it i don't know i don't know where i sit on the on the chart but i do know that i have the ability to step out of outside of myself and see a situation for what it is um Mm. maybe not maybe not too much in the actual heat of the moment Mm. but almost instantaneously after I jump back out and I look at everything and I see mm-hmm. what happened and I analyze what I did and what the other person did or whatever. And, um, and I find that, um, I find that I, I can get angry very quickly and mm-hmm. in short bursts with certain people and stuff like that. But in general, I have a really, really long fuse and I'm very, mm-hmm. very accepting of people. And when somebody does something, I, I, I can look at them and I go, that's ego or that's insecurity mm-hmm. or, um, you know, people's behaviors are like, I'm no psychologist or anything like that, but I can see like almost like they have a stamp on their forehead. Mm-hmm. I can see um, 
what what their true face is Mm -hmm. and i've always my entire life i've been a very good judge of character like there's been so many times in my life where i just i met someone in three seconds after meeting them i had them figured out not from a judgmental perspective but from like a gut feeling Mm -hmm. and then i'm always you know me i'm i'm extremely pleasant and friendly and kind to everyone Mm -hmm. no matter who they are but when someone gets me in the gut like that where i'm like that that's not cool that person there's something about that person 100 percent of the time i'm right mm-hmm. and sometimes it may take a while to figure that out like the actual oh i was right that mm-hmm. might take a while because they may be a good actor or mm-hmm. they may not be doing anything to me but they may be doing things to other people yeah you know um, I knew a guy who was extremely nice to me for the most part and and we got along fantastic but whenever I saw him interacting with somebody else especially if it was you know uh, a minimum wage job or something where like somebody at a Wendy's trying to take his order or something he was so ignorant to them mm. and I tell uh, people this like if you're dating somebody don't judge the person by how they treat you yeah I mean, unless they're treating you like crap, yes, absolutely judge them. Mm. But if they're treating you great, pull yourself out of the situation and observe it from a third party view Mm. and watch how they interact with other people. Watch how they treat complete strangers and people who, you know, in in a societal tier are kind of lower tier or something like that. Like somebody who's working in a 7-Eleven or something where if they're blue collar, um, you know, uh, engineer or something like that, and then they go to a Seven Eleven and they're looking at a, somebody who's just got a minimum wage job or whatever, and and look at how they treat that person. You know, are they friendly and pleasant and kind, or are they just like, oh, you're wasting my time? You know, yeah, you know, kind of thing. That's and a that- huge, huge, huge thing, and I wish I had known that um, when I was younger and dating. Um, you know, I won't go into details now, but yeah, like it, it's how they treat their family members how they treat other people that they perceive that are lesser than them um yeah and 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 like and and how they treat animals too oh yeah right like if if somebody has a kind loving heart um, they're not going to abuse or neglect animals in any way shape or form um they're they're going to genuinely look after those animals um, and kids and, and everybody else. And, and even like, even things like the environment, right? Like I, I come across people who are just um, pigs, yeah. you know, like they, like they just, they don't care. They toss cigarette butts and they toss garbage um, on the ground. There's like somebody else will clean that up, yeah. you know? I remember following these guys downtown, like not literally following, but I was, I was walking in the same direction as them and I was behind mm-hmm. them and I'm walking along and they get to the street corner and, and in Calgary, downtown specifically, a lot of the street corners have a garbage can mm-hmm. there, right? So that you can they keep your city clean. They want you to put the stuff yeah. in the garbage, right? And this guy was opening a pack of cigarettes or something and he was standing right beside the garbage can. Yeah, yeah. Like literally if he stuck his arm out, he would have hit the garbage can. Yeah. And he pulled the wrappers off his cigarettes and just let them go in the wind on the yeah. ground and they blew across the road. And I'm just yeah. like, what the F are you doing? Yeah. Like, I didn't say that to him, but I was just like, this is just outrageous. Like yeah. I was actually physically sick and angry that somebody would actually do that. Yeah. You know? And I, and I remember a long time ago, um, 
I had a, a an acquaintance who he was a, hanging out with me and my friends, and he and we would go to Seven Eleven or something, and we'd buy some chocolate bars or something. And, and as we're walking down the sidewalk, he he'd rip open his chocolate bar and start eating it, and he chucked the paper, yeah, into the air and said. Job creation, yeah, and kept walking. That's that's downright ignorance. And so there's a very very young soul, and and yeah. someone who is absolutely clueless and needs to be tuned yeah. in a bit. And you know what? It's difficult. It's difficult. Um, it's very. I find it very painful walking around knowing that um, there are people like that 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 don't. Um, give any consideration to yeah. animals, children, other human beings, our planet. Yeah. yeah, like it, it, it's it really hurts because, you know, on the one hand you're like, what are you thinking? Yeah. On the other hand, you're like, okay, really young soul, yeah. they're just not there yet. So, you know, I mean, you could try to educate them. And no matter what you could say, you could come up with the most poetic, beautiful factual evidence yeah. on earth that anyone with a brain cell would go oh and they still wouldn't see it i know because they just don't like you that you said they're not there yet that's probably the most perfect way to place it because they're too young of a soul they haven't had enough experience they're yeah. not there yet and you know there's a saying that says when when you're ready for it the right thing will appear in front of you, yeah. right? Especially people who are on a spiritual journey, who they've mm-hmm. gone through life, they've gotten to the point where it's like, I'm ready for a change. This this can't keep happening this yeah. way. And they suddenly open their mind and start looking at other things. And by the way, if you think you might be that person, look up spirit science on the internet mm-hmm. and look for a, a character called Patchman. Yeah, it's a crash course in, course a, in spirituality. You know, it starts from the very beginning and says, hey, look at this. Check this out. What do you think of this? And and it's just video after video after video. And they're incredibly, incredibly well done. And they really open up your mind. If you're willing to just um, listen to things and, and think about it on your own and piece yeah. things together on your own, it's incredibly yeah. well done. And that's done. not to say that, like, I, I for one don't believe everything he said, but it's, it's really um, interesting to hear yeah. his perspective yeah. and to kind of go, huh, But the I other wonder. thing too, which I really like about it, is he never ever says, this is true or this is right. the way things are. Right. He says, scientists in China, in, in Russia or whatever have done this experiment and this is what they saw hmm interesting and then he goes on and says you know there's been experiments done that have shown this and you know people have claimed to do this and that and all he does is present you with all this really interesting information yes it's on it's along a line that he's trying to lead you down but he's not Mm. saying this is this right he's saying Hey, this is kind of interesting. What do you think of this? This is interesting. Look at that. And mm-hmm. he takes you along and each piece builds a little further on the on the rest. And then sometimes you're like listening to something and you're going, "Wow, that's fascinating." And then and then all of a sudden it connects some of the dots that he went through earlier on yeah. and you're like, "Whoa, that means that that's actually accurate." You know? Yeah. You know, and then you think of things that happen in your own life and you're like, whoa, (laughs) I remember this time when this and this and this. And it's not a coincidence thing. It's not like you look back and go, wow, what a coincidence. It's like, it's like, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you feel it. Yeah, that's the thing that that 
that's there's this kind of meme going on right now where people are like mind blown you know like that and that always pops in my head when i think of stuff like that where you're you're just kind of you you become if if in if full enlightenment had a scale of like zero to a hundred you know and you tick up one level and that's mind blown right and then you tick up another level and it's like if you're an old enough soul you're you're well up into the 80s right (laughs) you can you can take leap you can go go get ahead in leaps and bounds but yeah i remember years ago i read something that said you know you you have to um go through enlightenment slowly otherwise you physically can't handle it like your body can't physically cannot cope yeah because with every um level if you want to call it that there are physical changes happening and now we know science proves that to be true because um you know our our brains are being rewired all the time Mm -hmm. so that certainly explains things i wonder if you have a massive headache if it means you're going through a shift or something (laughs) (laughs) you know either that or you're dehydrated but like (laughs) yeah like wow look at that must be i must be getting i must be getting wiser or more enlightened if it was like a video game and it would go Ding! Level four. Yeah. That would be awesome. And then, but then we have temper tantrums that we're stuck at level four when we thought we should be at level eighteen because life's just not fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for Sue that did that one thing, then I would be at level eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just a that's just a sign. Like if if you if you're off of level zero and you're on level one or two or three, you gotta be one of the very first things you gotta realize is is that you're in charge of your own reality yeah that's got to be level one at it has to be level one because you know it's it's the it's just feels like it's the first stage of enlightenment right because you know thinking that there's something greater than you out there in the universe or the universe or god or whatever you want to say there's thinking just thinking or believing that there's something bigger than you out there mm-hmm. is not a level of enlightenment that's faith that's mm-hmm. the most the most newest souls the, the youngest souls can believe 100 percent in in god or whatever yeah and, and all that means is that they're close-minded They've, yeah. they've picked that thing to believe and they're close-minded to everything else yeah now if you go down the road of spirituality and you and you accept the fact that there's something greater than you and then you explore that and you learn things and you learn about the fact that water is dihydrogen oxide h2o right it's it's a comp it's a, a chemical composition of molecules but when you start examining the the way the molecules are aligned the alignment of the molecules all of a sudden you realize that water can hold various states and they've done tons and tons of experiments and actually patchman talks about this but they've done all kinds of experiments where they've uh, taken water in 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 a giant beaker and then uh, they split it into multiple beakers and they've taken the beakers far away from each other. Mm. And in one, they played like heavy metal music and then froze it. And then they looked at the crystals. And then in the other one, they played classical music and then they froze it instantly, like flash froze it, right? Mm. So it's not like a long period of time, it's quick. And then they looked at the crystals 
And the water that was played classical music to has all these incredible shapes and these beautiful symmetrical, symmetrical crystalline structures. And the one that had, you know, death metal played to it has these like, it's all gang gobbledygook. You know, the shapes are mm-hmm. all misformed and they look horrid and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then they did the same thing. They had, a, you know, a Buddhist priest bless the water and then they froze it. And then they had, you know, someone yelling and swearing and being mm. angry at it and then they froze the water and looked at it and same thing mm. the prayer the water that was prayed to and blessed has these incredible beautiful symmetric shapes like mm. perfect in every way and then the the stuff that was sworn at and yelled at and and and, ang- and anger was directed towards it um was all you know deformed and destroyed yeah and that experiment was done multiple times by many people all over the world it wasn't just one guy who made it up and no one could verify it like you could if you could find a way to flash freeze the water like the the scientists Mm -hmm. did you could do the exact same experiment but the thing is like it has to be done in controlled situations like if the if the if the the water also has an interesting property where even miles away it can change based on the way the same water was was reacted Mm -hmm. to and that's why they say if you live in a small town and you have this you know the stream running through town and the stream has you know pure water in it if you drink that water it's it's pure and clean and and it has all the 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 molecules are aligned nicely but if the water goes through this like a big metropolis city it picks up the 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 horrible experiences that go through the life you know that the anger and the stress and the, the fighting and the crime and the murders and all that horrible mm. things that are going on actually attaches to the water and then it comes through your pipes in your apartment gosh if you live in an apartment you're screwed because it's, yeah. the pipes are going through everybody else's apartments yeah. on their way up to you but but you can you can bless your water yes right? you can. and and they did say that when water changes state from from solid to liquid or from liquid to gas or whatever when it changes state it's reset the molecules are reset so so that's why um when the water gets down down to the bottom of the riverbed it evaporates into the sky floats so, back over and then falls back down as snow again on the mountains again and starts all over again so the the, the water keeps transforming from yeah. from from the things that it picks up and, and onwards yeah there was a, there was another study that where they took live cells from a subject like i think it was like inside their cheek and they separated the cells like miles and miles and miles apart and then uh did stimuli on one cell one batch and, and the other batch even though it was miles away reacted yeah. the same yeah now imagine imagine if because it's so easy for us to um, say harsh words, right? It's so easy, easy for us to yell at our kids or, you know, at the dog or, or whatever. Imagine instead of words, you are actually writing these, these, whatever you're saying about the person on their skin. So you're lazy, you're fat, you're ugly, you know, you're stupid, whatever it is. Imagine that, you know, I, I think that visual and even if you did it as an exercise would have such a huge impact to really make you understand um that words are not just words Mm -hmm. you know that they they um they have a heavy weight behind them yeah 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 and i think that 
that's one of the things like bullying for example mm. um you know people don't realize how painful that is you know and i have a couple friends who were telling me a story and um they had a, a difficult situation because one of them was going through um the the transition between male and female and um you know they were at it i think they were at it i don't remember the exact story but i think they were at an airport or something and um there was a couple little kids and they were pointing at at them and saying oh my gosh look at that funny person or look mm. at how ugly that person is or i can't remember what exactly the little kid said and the father didn't do anything about it didn't say a word mm. so one of my friends went over there and and grabbed a napkin and went over there and said because i think they were in a restaurant or at a at a table in a Tim Hortons, or I don't know what it was. And they said, and she went over to the little kid and she said, here, I'll tell you what, take this napkin. And the little kid takes a napkin. She goes, now crunch it up into a little ball as, as tight as you can tie it. Okay. Now flatten the napkin out. Mm. And the, and the little kid's like, Oh, this is cool. It's what am I doing? Right. And then she, he, the kid tried to flatten out the na napkin again. She says, did you, do you notice that no matter how hard you try you can't make the napkin all perfect and smooth again mm. and the kid's like yeah and they said when you say something mean to somebody that is like the napkin it, it will never be smooth and flat again even yeah. if the person tries to unwrap the napkin and, yeah. and, and let it go and the, and the kid was just like whoa and the yeah. kid i don't know if the kid went off and never did said mean things to anyone ever again like i can only mm. hope that that happened but what a visual like what a what an amazing way to yeah. put that right yeah like like to look at you may look at somebody else and think well that a person's really funny looking or that person's really ugly i mean you're a human being you have mm. an opinion there's nothing wrong with that but to voice that opinion mm. and that's where the internet comes in is being absolute horrible place for that because People are sitting in their underwear on their computer and nobody has any way well, they're of knowing. Anonymous, they're anonymous, right? There's no it's way that... It's easier to be a prick when you're anonymous. Yeah, and they feel this urge to tell people what they think of them or make up stuff that they think well, about. Well, let, let's be honest. Bad. It's a projection, whether yeah. they're aware of, aware of it or not. It's, it's their own subconscious um, belief system about themselves that they are projecting onto other people, yeah. Yeah. right? Unfortunately, they're just not aware um or experienced enough to even consider that as a possibility yeah yeah but but if if the people on the other end of that can can understand what that person is going through like if, if you look at an internet troll and you realize what a sad insecure piece of crap that person is and how badly they need to be uh, given some sort of attention of some kind. Mm -hmm. you, you, all of a sudden, you, no matter what they say, no matter what comes out of their keyboard, um, you're just like, whoa, that mm -hmm. person is really screwed up. Well, they're hurting, yeah. right? They, yeah. they don't feel loved. They certainly don't love themselves. Like, yeah. it, it, I don't care how I'm sure there's, you know, if, any, if, if such a person listening to our podcast would be like, I love myself. Well, you clearly you can't possibly really love yourself in, in the true sense of the word, um, and still do that. Yeah. To somebody else, you just can't. Like you, like the people who do that are uh, 
think very lowly, very low of themselves and, and are hurting. And yeah. it's a cry out for love. Yeah. Right? Like that's what they need. They need love. And it's not always attention. They just feel like they're not being loved uh, for who they are or they feel like they're not enough. Again, boils down to love. Yeah. And so they lash out mm-hmm. because um, maybe they don't have somebody that they trust. Maybe they don't feel comfortable going up to somebody and somebody that they trust to say, look, I, I just don't feel loved. Like I feel like I'm worthless and um, this really hurts. And I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. You know? But these are the unenlightened young souls that we talked about earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. They just, no matter what you said to them, they would never get it. Because they're just completely beyond any comprehension. But imagine what would happen if you had such a troll and and they, they say something horrendous and you just go back and go, you know what? I, I'm sending you love. Or but they, it I happened. Hope, I hope you. I hope you find love and enlightenment. They, and then they lash out more. No, it happened. There was a there was a famous actress, and I can't remember her name, but I remember this on Twitter. There there was a whole bunch of people were talking about it, but a troll came on her and and just blasted her, and she didn't get upset at all. She actually turned it around, and 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 started asking the person questions, mm-hmm. and and it the the person was like what what yeah unexpected and, and all of a sudden she's like i'm so sorry for you you know and she's and she was she was like i can't remember what she did but she did something to help that person yeah turned it around and yeah. all of a sudden like the entire internet was like oh my god this person this woman is amazing like how she could have taken something so harsh and and really mean and bullying yeah and literally just completely ignored it and focused on the person yeah and and said you're hurting i want to help you yeah and it was just like mind blown yeah (laughs) you know it was just yeah because they'll either like if let's be honest if they they're they're not ready if they're absolutely entrenched in the belief that they're a lost soul or you know lost cause they'll, they'll come back and fight harder yep right but again, like you don't have to let it, you don't have to take it in. You can just be like, you know what? I still send you love and light and happiness. I hope you find peace. Um, or if, they're, if they are ready to, to accept it, then you potentially just healed that person. Yeah, or it started them on the journey to being healed yeah. at the very least. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's it's kindness. Kindness is a very, very powerful thing. Yeah. And there, it's certainly lacking you know, like it, it's it's really lacking in this world. I think it does happen. Yeah. I just think that the negative stuff happens so much more and is so much more obvious. Or or we just pay talk. more attention to it. Well, and the maybe news certainly does. And maybe that's our folly is paying attention paying more attention to the negative. So what would what, what would happen if we stopped focusing on the negative and started celebrating kindness? There should be a news we should start a news station. That just talks about good news. Random acts of kindness. Like, cause honestly, it makes me really happy to see, you know, a, a family that's homeless get a home. Yeah. Or somebody who's hungry get food, you know, or, or a child that is cold get, get a warm coat. Like, that lights up my heart. It, Absolutely. it makes me feel so happy. Um, and to know the people who are doing it are, are not doing it for fame. Or egotistical purposes, right? Like they, they remain anonymous, and and to me that's the real um, 
marker, I think, of a, of a humanitarian. They're, they don't they don't want anyone to know who they are. No, they remain anonymous. Yeah, yeah. It's not for it's not an ego trip. It's um, let's help this person. Yeah, to change the world for the, for something better. Yeah, and, and help people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think there's a lot of people out there that that utilize this, um, like that, that pretend to be kind for their own reason, like politicians, right? Yeah. For the, for their own publicity. Yeah, but you know what the funny thing is, if if somebody does an act of kindness for the wrong reasons it's still an act of kindness and they still helped somebody they so, did they so did whether yeah. whether you want to judge them them for doing it for the wrong reasons or not somebody was still helped you know and and i think that's 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 good you know uh, yeah. um, and they have to live with the reason they did it right but the person who was helped still got helped you know and so yeah you know i think that's great i think that that you know helping somebody for First of all, helping somebody selflessly for no gain whatsoever mm-hmm. is, you know, a true act of kindness for mm-hmm. sure. But if you're gonna if you're gonna do an act of kindness to somebody just because you're gonna get patted on the back for it, well, you know, you if you can live with that, great. At least the person still got helped. Yeah, but it, but I think people that do that also are hurting in some way, right? Like they're like I'm just trying to think. Okay, put myself in that person's shoes for a moment. If they're doing it to get publicity or a pat on the back, then they feel like they're not enough. And, and that's why they'd want that. They Maybe they feel like they're not being seen yeah. and they're doing it for, for um, acknowledgement, validation. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe they're trying to repent for their, for sins or, you know, wrongdoings. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I know whenever I've done, um, and whenever I do charities or help somebody out, I always remain anonymous, you know? Yeah, you don't need the glory. Yeah. No, I'm just really happy that um, whoever I helped can can feel good about themselves, can feel joy that, that they can recognize that somebody cares, that as dark as life is for them, somebody cares, mm-hmm. and that they matter, whoever they are. Yeah. Nice. Well... Uh, I think that uh, that made for a pretty interesting episode. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, you know, Rhea and I were talking. We, it's been actually quite a, quite a while since our last episode because life just gets in the way. Two or three weeks, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, we were talking about what to talk about. Life know, doesn't get in the way. We're, we are busy living life. That's true. Yeah. 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 Our, our busy life got in the way of doing this episode <laughs> earlier. <laughs> No, but life doesn't get in the way. Life is the way. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share and give us a rating. Uh, we love to hear your comments. The show and all accompanying notes related to each episode can be found at shizdiggity.com. That's S-H-I-Z-D-I-G-G-I-T-Y.com. So please check it out. Uh, until next time, this is Al and Ria saying choose happiness thanks guys we love you Bye.